Hey, Andy, how you doing? Hey, Paul. Good. How about you? I'm doing really well. Thanks. So uh, we've had 4th of July since we met last. How was yours? Pretty good. Can't complain. We've had some nice weather here. Got out, got to sit out in the boat for a while, get way too sunburnt, but had a good 4th. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went over, saw some family over in Eastern Washington and uh, yeah, nice and hot and sunny, but uh, no sunburns, thankfully. So <laughs> And uh, so you've made some good progress, it sounds like, on your on your uh, training process. Yeah, we've we've been making a lot of great progress. Unfortunately, the last couple of weeks, for from my standpoint, I've been uh, kind of busy with the, the full scale of summer going on and guys yeah. taking vacations. So that's I've the reality. Yeah. Not been able to spend as much time as I would have liked on just trying to work on getting it all ready for uh, rollout. But we've been making great progress, learning a lot. So you've Vince met with Vince a few more times, a couple more times, is that right? Yep, met with Vince a couple more times, and actually uh, Zach hopped on for one to, to fill in for Vince, so it was okay. kind of neat to get a second person involved and more perspective and more yeah more knowledge. And Zach has been with ProShop since before ProShop, so uh, yeah, he was part of the original, one of the very original ProCNC guys and helped us design the system, so he definitely knows his stuff. Yeah, our the day that he he uh, filled in for Vince, we started off with a plan that Vince had established, and mm -hmm. we all of a sudden went down a, uh, <laughs> a completely other path. That he he said, "Oh, do you know how to do this?" And we ended right. up installing a bunch of links and doing a bunch of other cool stuff. So nice. it's cool to get a second set of eyes on things and a new perspective. We had a we had a good good session that day. Cool, cool. Well, let's uh, yeah, share your screen. Let's let's see where you're at in that in that work order and, and talk about some of the stuff you want to share. All right. Well, as you can see, I've got the tips uh, work order pulled up here. Uh, yep. We're keep on more green showing up on the screen by the day, which we like to see. Um, we're all the way down here. We're right down here at step 94, four. Um, mm -hmm. The last, probably since the last time we discussed, what we've been doing is we've been entering orders into ProShop, uh, orders from our customer, and we're really trying to use those orders to create purchase orders for various things, including outside services, uh, material, and tooling. Um, so we're just starting to get to the tip of the iceberg on that, uh, which is pretty exciting because that's something that really being able to create purchase orders is something we're really looking forward to utilizing pro shop for. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Um, and so you've done uh, also some of the other stuff like equipment probably, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. That's been that type of thing. That's kind of been our in-between sessions uh, here at the office. We've been working a lot on our uh, equipment. Um, we utilize the import that you guys have set us up with to be able to just mass import a bunch of our gauges right in. We were cop we copied and pasted from one spreadsheet into another, our current spreadsheet, which I actually have pulled up here. This is what we were using before. You can see where uh, uh, oh, yeah, you know, we sure. keep track of all of our different gauges in here and when they're calibrated. And we run a filter once a month of um, what gauges are due for calibration. So we were able to just use use a copy and paste and bring from that spreadsheet into the spreadsheet that you guys provided. And then we imported them right into ProShop. Um, now we're going through 
all of our gauges and what we're doing with them is we're going to calibrate a lot of them as we go because while we're handling them, we figure we might as well calibrate them, uh, yeah. which is going to be nice because kind of the way it works right now is that our uh, calibrations come due like two or three different periods throughout the year when we initially started our uh, march towards ISO certification. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of get hit all at once. So this way we're going to kind of break them up, just entering them few of them a week till we get them all into pro shop um and yeah cool. spread that load a little bit more what's that spread that load a little bit so it's not hitting you with 50 gauges all at once right yeah absolutely and unfortunately some are a good deal of them of our gauges come due january 4th so not okay. only do you have end of year inventory it just everything all is hit at once so yeah. And we've kind of, this will, in the way we're using ProShop, we're going to be able to, it's going to be a lot easier to kind of recognize those uh, upcoming events of needing calibration and try to get a hold ahead of them rather than all of a sudden pull at the first of the month, pull, be like, oh, we have 150 gauges that need calibrated this month. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So you can pull some of them in a little bit early, uh, get them off and get them on a different schedule. You have an example of one of those you can share? Yeah, so as you can see on my screen right now, I've got um, the equipment's all broken down by different categories. So you've got calipers, thread gauges, mics, and they've each got their calip or all their, their category, and you can run queries um, by each category. So right now, today's, today and this week, we've been focusing on our thread gauges. So I've got one pulled up on the screen here. You can see we actually went in and we're taking pictures of, all, of each individual gauge. That way, yep. if our operators are in a job and they see that they need a certain gauge, they know what they're looking for. Um, I'm, in, our, in our shop, we really haven't had the luxury of just being able to, oh, we always buy this type of gauge or this type of, so if it's a, this is an M12 thread, so you can see that it's something that we probably don't use a whole, a ton. Right. Um, so yeah. if an operator is looking for this gauge, they might not know whether they're looking for a, a dark blue double hand ended gauge maybe it's sometimes certain companies are green some are light yeah. blue and yeah. uh being able to see what they're looking for is really going to be helpful to our operators so nice. we're, we're putting pictures in there um then we also are in here we will pull up the by clicking there we can see the maintenance history on this which because we just entered it right now there's only one action mm -hmm. um and on that action, we've actually scanned in our current calibration record. Um, this is the form that we were using in-house previously. We probably will continue to use it for the time being until we're fully operational in Pro Shop. But you can see right here, we purchased this gauge from OSC and here's the inspection report we received. We've got a two-year calibration period and it was sent out to a local uh, calibration house and if I scroll down, we actually scanned in the calibration certificate that they pulled, that they sent us. So we've got that right here with the gauge and it's always right in the computer. Our operators are going to have access to that. It'll be much more accessible for myself and our office team. Perfect. So that's awesome. That's great. And so, um, yeah, back on that, that equipment page, uh, obviously you, some of the stuff you filled in there, right? Um, yeah. And I don't know if Zach or Vince have mentioned this, but if you want to um, 
start filling in, like if you wanted to put in serial numbers or brands, or if you go back to that specific page, the T084, that other tab there, yeah. Um, the check description, notes, resources, if you, you know, anything like that, obviously you can just edit the page here and add that, add those details in. But if you wanted to do it in bulk, you can do sort of an, like a merge um, CSV import where you take your existing set of data and you just add the fields, add the attributes and, and information that's not in there today, if you ever wanted to, and do it in bulk again. So you didn't have to do it one at a time. Yeah, and so. they've, they've mentioned that to me and we've yet to try one of those. We're a little nervous about it, but sure. uh, probably yeah, one of those test, things that we're, we're, yeah. we're gonna get one ready and then have uh, one of them pop on a video call with us and you know share the screen and, and make sure. sure we do it the right way so we don't lose all this hard work that we've put into these gauges. But um, based on what the initial imports that we've done so far, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be pretty optimistic that we'll be pretty safe there, but... Um, nice. And uh, well, that's cool. That's and awesome. one of the other cool things that we've learned about with these equipment is that it's so customizable by just going into our preferences here. Um, you know, when we're back on this this screen here, um, mm -hmm. some of this might not be applicable to a search. And as right. you can see, you know, like the check date's probably important in, in to us, and maybe we want to, you know, the brands. But we can go into our preferences and and change all of all of what shows up whenever we run a query for each each gauge and, and that's something that's really uh just kind of uh i'm i feel like i'm proud of myself being able to pick up on pro shop and and uh and do those types of things on my own now um and looking forward to, to what they're what they're we're able to do with that so very excited about the equipment um especially the records uh, i know one of the things with like these records is um we're trying to to get better and, and eventually implement a system to kind of keep an eye on where our gauges, you know, if they're wearing out, keep an mm -hmm. eye on them so that way we can get a feel for maybe we should be replacing them sooner or maybe reducing calibration cycles, our frequency if if it's a gauge is wearing down and, and having this right at the, t the, you know, the click of a mouse, having this information from our, our uh, calibration vendor is going to be very helpful here. That's very cool. Yeah, another thing that's just come up recently that wasn't really on our radar before, um, but with the whole COVID thing, and a lot of audits are now going online, where our customers have been starting to get their recertification audits just with an, you know, using a Zoom call. Um, and obviously, you can pull this up and show an auditor way easier than you could thumb through a binder and like hold it to your screen, right? Um, so that's just. Uh, another thing that feeds right into having it all digital that just makes it so much simpler. Yeah. And we've actually, we've, you know, our, we, I don't know, we have a September 4th or something as our next ISO audit, and I, I've not been made aware of as to what the protocol will be for it. Um, right. But I know in the past, we've actually done internal audits uh, throughout the course of the year virtually. Um, and, and just the, the amount of time that I, I typically spend in scanning stuff and sending it and then FaceTiming. We, Zoom was not the, the popular mm -hmm. household name before uh, yeah. March, that, you know, so that wasn't the case back when the last time we did a virtual internal audit, but um, made, a, made life easier rather than trying to plan a day for our auditor to come up, we could kind of send him what he needed. And then if he needed more and then, you know, FaceTime to kind of go through and prove that we weren't just mm -hmm. hiding yeah. things, but, and right. do it, you know, fully legitimate. So 
um, definitely, definitely looking forward if that if that becomes a case where we're you know we're forced to do an ISO audit um, via virtual. Um, yeah, I think ProShop will be instrumental in helping make that work. Yeah, the philosophy is sort of be audit ready all the time, right? Um, just with the way you run your company, keeping records linked and clean and doing what you're supposed to do. And if, if an auditor walked in or called you up tomorrow and said, Hey, I want to audit this. You could just, just show them and you're ready all the time. And there's really not yeah. much in the way of prep work that's needed. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, I mean, we take pretty good pride in our quality system and, and I, I pretty much would welcome a ISO auditor any day of the week, any, any time, but right. this is, this is going to just expand that further because of the ability to just have it right, right there. I mean, you know, sometimes it might be like, okay, wait a second, where's this file at? And then it's, you know, it's somewhere here, but it's just a matter of tracking it down. But right with, with the pro shop, we're going to be able to just click a mouse and know it's right there and, and we've got it. And um, it's, and, and part of that prep work, I know one of my, I'm very OCD perfectionist type of person. And, and prior to an ISO audit, I'll go back through everything and be like, okay, this gauge, like, is it, does all, do we have all the paperwork? Is it everything in the way? And, um, and that's something that, uh, you, you know, with pro shop, we'll be able to go right down the list and just click things off. That's so great. <laughs> I love that it feeds right in to help support your OCD tendencies. That's great. Exactly. That's Make why I love it so it. much. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right. So I think, uh, you probably have then started to do a little bit of work with a work order or two, at least a test one, right? Yeah, we've been uh, starting to kind of dabble in the work orders a little bit. Um, pull one up on the screen here. Um, and you can see we've quote unquote ran this job through the almost the entire way. I'm still working on kind of getting some finishing touches. And um, I believe we've still got some learning to do on to kind of the some of the, why some of these aren't all green here. Yep. Sure, um, sure. But that's that'll come. But um, this was actually the first work order that we had. We had an order for these parts and um, it was a, a good job and for us to kind of work through because it, it featured some outside processing, some heat treat. Um, and there was a couple other added challenges with this job. So it was a good one to, to pull into our training session. Um, and we, we, you know, created a part and created a work order and, and kind mm -hmm. of worked our way right through it. Right on. Yeah. And I can tell by the green truck there on the right that, uh, that those are back from heat treat and back in again to your company. That's that what's true. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And what we did, uh, we, we sent these out for heat treat. Um, I'm actually, I've already got, here's a purchase order that we use for heat treating the parts. And, uh, okay. what was cool, what we did, although we sent these to heat treat and we didn't have any issue, we, you know, rather than, receiving them in without any issue we actually um we created we, we rejected 25 of them in our oh, virtual just, just pretended just pretended. pretend world uh you can okay. see i even said the reason because vince said so so <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> um but so we we actually we had 50 on order we received in 25 rejected 25 sent them back for rework and we received those in and and settled the matter um, mm -hmm. And we actually opened our first NCR in Pro Shop with uh, with these parts. Oh yeah, we, nice. we claimed that there was some dings on the parts, and that's why we sent them back for rework. Okay, yep, makes sense. 
So that's um, and everything's the, linked up there. You see the hyperlinks to the vendor PO, the work yep. order, the customer, the part number. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, the links are just so nice because we, you know, as you saw right there, while I was in the purchase order, I just clicked right on the NCR. And, right. and when you're, um, you know, I think a lot of times we run into those types of things where you're, you're looking back on things, whatever, wherever the reason might be, but you're all, you're looking back on things. And, and when you've got that ability to just go right from boom to boom to boom, just one item to another to another of whatever you're looking at, you can, mm -hmm. okay, go right to the purchase order, go right to the parts, go right, right down the line, the NCR, whatever it yeah. is that you're into and be able to look at things. It, it makes your life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, because a lot of times you never know where you're going to need to start looking from. Maybe your customer calls, it's their purchase order number. Maybe it's the work order. Maybe it's the vendor PO. Maybe it's the part number. But yeah, there's so many ways to, to get at it and it's all linked. So yeah, yeah. that's great. I, I, uh, I've got a, uh, or I've always, I always kind of used to enjoy it. And I think now I'm getting a little older. I don't enjoy it. But customers once in a while, I get one of them will send me, it says, go fish. And they're looking for something from some job we did in the past. And, and I was, you know, used to be a, up for those challenges of, okay, sure. you know, here's where I can track it back and do this and do that. And uh, not up, up to those challenges as much anymore. Uh, so I'm looking well, forward to gonna, having. It's not going to be a challenge at all. You're going to be like, all right, what else? <laughs> exactly. 10 seconds later, here's, here's what you asked for. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, I think we're, we're really looking forward to that is like, uh, certs, whether it be an MTR um, or a uh, just a cert from Heat Treat, because a lot of our customers don't re require those at the time of the shipment, but they do like they do require that we have them on file. Um, right. and once in a while, you run into something where, hey, we've got basically our customer has a customer of their own that's requesting a, a cert for some portion of their assembly or their product, yeah. and that's what they're looking for. And and being able to have that right at the touch of touch of your fingertips is, is nice because I've, I've had times where as, as organized as we are, it still is a, can be quite a nightmare to find a cert from a part that's six years old or something. Yeah. We had a customer, actually it's in one of our customer videos. Um, they used to have uh, what they called the five minute rule. If they couldn't find something in five minutes, they probably weren't going to find it. And now they call it the five second rule in pro shop. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's is awesome. Um, any other stuff you want to share about what, what you've learned in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. And um, this, this particular job was a, we haven't quite got it all finished because we're going to have uh, numerous routings on it. Um, oh yeah. On, Multiple routings, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this job, the the particular, this, this part that we worked on here, um, you know, we didn't get to that yet. That's kind of on our to-do list. I believe that's part of my homework is to go back in there and, and, um, and, work on that to create the routings um what's cool about this this part is a part that we get blanket orders from our customer on and they'll they send us a blanket order knowing that we're that they want us to run them all at once and then just have them on our shelf for them and and in working with vince because we sometimes will leave them on our shelf after heat treat and not grind the od sometimes we will grind the od and trying to sort that all out and they'll often call up not having any clue of even sometimes what they have on order, but even what we have here. And mm -hmm. as we have a decent inventory system, but just it's going to be nice to be able to have a right 
as soon as they call or shoot me an email to be able to tell them, hey, this is how many we have ready for you that or that just need a finished grind and they're ready. So right. that's what we're that's why this job was one of the reasons why that was one of the reasons why we started off this job to work through a uh, entire process with um, was because of that. So then we, we, if I hop over to this part here, you can see this actually has three different routings. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look over here, you'll see that we've got, what we actually did is we made an order. We had an order for 250 pieces, but rather than just make a simple order for 250 pieces of in-house to customer, we actually made the, the order for in-house to inventory. And then we're going to okay. make a, then we had a second line of that was pull from inventory, ship to customer. And, and what that enabled us to do was to practice, okay, you made parts, you put them into inventory. Now your customer orders them, you pull them out of inventory and you ship them to your parts or to your customer, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what this one here, we actually made three different routings and um, yeah. the, the routings are definitely something we're going to utilize uh, for, for numerous reasons. Obviously you'll see on the screen, you know, where you're, you're going different ways of whether you're pulling them from inventory or maybe you're just making them because we, we run jobs where it's while we're making these, this setup's pretty much the same and they don't need any right away, but why don't we throw a hundred on our shelf? It's not going to cost us anything to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and we also have parts where sometimes it's, we've got newer, fancier equipment that can do the parts complete, but sometimes those are tied up in bottlenecks. So it's just as easy to do it on an older machine. So the different routing options is something we're really looking forward to and, and being able to utilize that. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Vince and, and, and or Zach mentioned this, but you know, if you have a routing with a different operation number, let's say you added an operation 80, which was make it complete on your fanciest high-tech machine. Um, that operation 80 can have its own very specific work instructions, tool lists, maybe even the material is, you know, a slightly smaller diameter you start with because it's so accurate, you know, whatever it might be, you can have all those very unique attributes about those operations. And when you make a work order that includes operation 80, as an example, and not 50, 60, 70, then your machinists will see all different setup pictures, tools, or whatever might be different and relevant to that setup. Yeah, and that's definitely something that um, we've, we've, our current system, we can make different routings, but it needs to be established at the time of the, the creation of the work order. Um, oh. And that's kind of a pain because sometimes you just don't know, especially in, in situations where you're running a, maybe a, a contract or a blanket order where um, you're, you're six, you might be creating the work order six months in advance of actually running it on a machine. And, and as we well know, a lot can change in six months. Uh, <laughs> Especially in a job shop. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I've got parts that it's like when we, we process them, you know, we've, we've gone through the first operation and then changed our mind as to how we're going oh, yeah, to process them. Uh, so that's definitely something that uh, we're looking forward to being utilized, especially the ability to kind of adapt to change on the fly, because um, that's, that's one of the areas that at Ripley machine, we really pride ourselves on is that uh, we, we can change very quickly. We can, you know, kind of change plans. We do it a lot. Do you ever get so busy that you'll outsource something to another shop and then do an incoming inspection, make sure all the quality is great 
and yeah once in a while we, we do have those types of situations where we are outsourcing a job complete or even a part we do have some jobs that we will outsource a, a, a operation of to another shop right and again that's something you can do on the fly you can decide hey i gotta outsource this um you know my my machine's too busy or it just went down or something and yeah you don't need to know that in advance you could do that at the spur of the moment and add operation 85 to outsourced you know the slotting um and uh and then just roll that way so definitely flexible yeah and and the nice thing about that too is that um with having that routing right in this screen uh, you know, obviously, if, if we had previously had a, an outside source process, um, the that the machining of a certain operation or an entire job, we'd have it showing up on the screen right away. So it's easier to kind of trigger that memory right then and there rather than um, having oh, it sure. be like, oh, yeah, that's right. We we had this job, this shop run them before. And, and as a job shop, we know just as well as the next, you know, that initial getting it all figured out, getting the programs made. That's where a lot of the cost of the jobs come from. And when you get a repeat job, so if it's already been established with another vendor that they can make these parts for us, um, we're likely to probably get a better deal than we previously did on them and save mm -hmm. some money on our on our on our end. So that's Another way we can utilize ProShop to our advantage. And you can even, if you scroll up a little bit, you can uh, see, you can set the preferred routing. Uh, it's in that third column at the bottom. So if you had a preferred routing that was outsourced, um, one more over to the left. Yep, I see it there. Yeah, that one right there. So you could say, you know, we normally will outsource this, but if they, can, if they can't do it or whatever, then we're going to do it, you know, in, inside instead. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're digging into all these details. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, while it's certainly intimidating, all the details, the, the, the benefits are just so tangible that it's, it's very exciting. That's cool. Right on. Well, anything else you want to share this week or should we let you get back to making chips? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that's uh, on the right, right on the tip, tip of my tongue or anything, but, um, you know, we're just looking forward to another week of Learning, got a couple uh, calls scheduled for with Vince this week and plenty more time. We've got some time laid out tomorrow and this evening that I'm planning on kind of doing some more entry and kind of just working on things and tinkering with things, which I really kind of enjoy. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. All right, Andy. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much um, for everything. Uh, this has been really fun again. And uh, we'll look forward to talking next week and have a, have a great productive week ahead of you. Yep. Thanks, Paul. Looking forward to seeing you next week. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.